We are back. The Cloth Hyper Podcast is back in session after what feels like the longest break of my life. Well, I'm back. I'm sitting down in my office today. Both of my kids are at school. My store is staffed with amazing employees, and I get some time to do things that I want to do. And for the last couple of months, I haven't had time to do things that I wanted to do which means all of the wonderful podcasts that I recorded in spring 2022, winter 2022, just have been sitting on my computer collecting internet dust. But we are back. This is show 113 of the Cloth Ever podcast. A quick update about where I've been, what I've been, and what you can expect going forward. Now, if this is your first time popping into the Cloth Ever podcast and you're wondering, who is this lady who's saying that she's been around the block for a while? What is going on? Hello, my name is Bailey. And four years ago, I decided, let's start podcasting. I thought podcasting would be a fantastic method for this industry because one of our biggest challenges is the rumor mill. And in a world of the internet and DMs and messaging, all we ever do is kind of talk on the internet and we never really get to understand feelings and story and passion. And that's why I kind of wanted a podcast, an opportunity to talk to people and share those conversations with the world. The cloth paper industry is really good at gatekeeping. The cloth paper industry is really good at keeping things to ourselves. And sometimes it can be hard to kind of have those stories out there. So the podcast was my way of providing that, of, you know, learning about things from other experts, learning about things through other industry leaders and connecting them with you because I, I don't want to keep any secrets. I try not to. I mean, I do have some industry secrets that I'm not allowed to share. No, you're just going to have to wait for 20 years when I write my tell-all book. But until then, we're trying to share with you some more transparency in this industry about what's really going on behind the brands, behind the parenting. And for over four years now, you guys have learned a ton. I've taken breaks in the past when I've gotten overwhelmed because fun thing about writing a podcast is it takes a lot of time. It also makes very little money. I know that there are podcasts out there who are making some big bang for their money and they're making some big contracts and they've got professional studios, but I am just a woman in her home office recording a show on Adobe Edition and I don't really know what I'm doing, but that's okay because sometimes you just got to put the quick and dirty out there. So much has happened. My name is Bailey. I have two kids. They are now fully in school. I have a five-year-old and a seven-year-old, which means that it's been a long time since I was actually cloth diapering babies. But what that means is that I've seen a lot of change in our industry. Um, some of this changes for the good and some of this changes for the bad. I'm going to finish getting all of the shows that I recorded this year up and out onto this podcast to continue to share those. I've recorded tons of episodes with work at home creators, with small up and coming brands, and with some big brands that you need to hear about. And then once that's all kind of done, I think I'm going to shift into uh, talking more critically about the industry, uh, finding some other people to talk about what are some big moves that we need to be doing. I am kind of a big picture person and I would love it if somebody else found an opportunity to share the parent stories, but I need to call the parent story part of my journey is coming to an end and it's, it's time to focus on 
thinking about how we can propel the cloth diaper industry forward in some new ways. And so that's kind of going to be my shift and what we'll see a shift here in the podcast as being more of um, an industry critique, an industry conversation, and how we can kind of do that. I don't have as much time as I used to because as you know, I bought a business. Buying a business this year was an incredible opportunity. It's not every day that you get that. Um, it was a huge risk, and I'm really excited to have taken on that risk. Purchasing Nest and Sprout, a uh, local maternity and baby store, has been a way to support cloth diaper brands in a new way. I've been able to bring in brands such as Kindercloth, Luna Paca, um, and Lumi to Canada and provide those to you as Canadian parents, I know how hard it is to get the diapers that you want. And as uh, we continue to grow and we continue to do well and thrive as a brick and mortar and online business at nestandsprout.ca, I hope to bring in more brands in 2023. Running a retail business is absolutely bananas. And I know that we've chatted with a lot of retailers over the years, and I can't even, I just... You know, I can remember talking with Peanut and Poppet, Katrina and Peanut and Poppet, and it was about the same time that I knew I was going to be buying this business. But I, it's just, it's, it's so, it's so much work. It's like, you know, everything they tell you and more. It really is. And without childcare this summer, because I naively pulled my kids from childcare, I felt a lot like I was drowning. Uh, and I do feel like I'm drowning more days than not. So we are, we're trying to tread water right now. We're trying to find some survival and it's just one whole big thing. Now, the biggest kind of moment that has happened in the last month was when I canceled the flats and hand washing challenge. And I thought I would talk a little bit about that today. I don't want to dwell, dwell too much on it because I am trying to just move past, but I do want to recognize and take a moment to reflect some of the mistakes that I made um, in announcing this challenge. And for me, it didn't seem like it came out of nowhere, but um, in following some of the conversation, I know that a lot of you were really surprised when I announced the end of the flats and hand washing challenge. Now, for the last couple of years, I've been critical of the Flats and Handwashing Challenge. I have brought it to your attention, I feel, several times that I was concerned about whether or not this uh, challenge was being done so in the right light, whether or not it was effective still in this 2020 era, and whether or not it was a, a good use of our time and our resources and our skill set as an industry. Over this time, I have put out many polls, I've put out many calls, and I've conversed with many of my listeners, many of the people who've been impacted by this challenge in a variety of ways. We've seen some amazing things come out of the Flats and Handwashing Challenge. I don't want to disregard that at all. I mean, Megan at Milwaukee Diaper Mission, uh, Salem Cloth, like so many amazing people have gone on to create diaper need awareness programs in their region. But I kept also getting this more quiet story, the story that I can't share publicly, the story of how people felt uh, hurt or they felt like it was mocking or they felt like it wasn't impacting them. And so these are stories that I've been sitting with and I haven't shared with you. And when I announced the end of the challenge, 
I failed to recognize that I had lost a lot of my authority. I failed to recognize that I had lost a lot of my respect. And I failed to recognize that I didn't prepare you adequately. Because in my head, I was doing all these motions. I was doing all these things for the last two or three years where I was reviewing and conversing and interviewing and doing the research and doing the work to find out how this challenge was impacting others. But I never really shared that with you. And so when I announced the end of it, it felt like a surprise and many of you got taken back. I should have prepared you better. And I should have recognized that I needed to build your trust and respect up again after a summer off. And I failed to bring up the whole picture. These are things that I know as a communications and crisis management specialist who just graduated recently. And I didn't do them because I posted on Impulse. Rami was like, hey, Bailey, what's going on with the Flats and Handwashing Challenge? And I immediately wrote a response because I had already made up my mind several months ago. And I just hadn't gone around to telling you because I bought a business and I got overwhelmed with everything else. So the end of the flats challenge, I apologize for how that came to be. You know, the biggest reason that I ended the flats challenge was in respect to the stories that I had heard that this was not a good way to share experiences, that this wasn't the right way of engaging. This wasn't, this is not how we do advocacy work anymore. Um, but I didn't teach you about that enough. And as a result, we did the thing that we don't want to do. You know, I feel like we have been talking about how as white people, I mean, I'm speaking to white people right now, uh, that you need, that we need to not ask people to teach us, but we need to teach ourselves that we are not respond, that it is not the responsibility of blacks and people of color and the disadvantaged to tell us their story and teach us, but it is our job to listen, believe, and trust in their experiences. And so when I ended the flats and hand washing challenge, a lot of you didn't believe me. You didn't believe that uh, there were people being hurt by this challenge. And so you people went out and said, hey, teach me, educate me, tell me your stories. And so many of you guys had to relive that experience and relive and teach people. And I, I didn't want that to happen. And I didn't realize that was going to happen. And that is my naivety. And that is the biggest piece of guilt that I hold over the cancellation is that I didn't pause and think I, that is my, one of my biggest weaknesses in general is I'm very reactive and I will just do. And I should have thought about how the community would have reacted and that people were going to demand education as a result of my cancellation. So if you had to educate somebody, if you had to educate a brand, another content creator or another person because of my cancellation of the flats challenge, I, I cannot apologize enough. Um, and I recognize that I failed you as a communicator. I failed you as somebody who wanted to express this concern. 
Now, the Flotsam Hand Washing Challenge was thus picked up and reevaluated and reformed into something else, which I don't know. I have all sorts of mixed feelings. I really just wanted the challenge to come to an end and for us to focus on Diaper Need Awareness Week as it's represented by the Diaper Nation- National Diaper Need Awareness. Like, I didn't want the challenge to be picked up and reformatted, but it, that's what it happened. You know, people felt really strong to this tradition and they didn't want to hear what I had to say. And even though in the end they heard you and your stories, it, that's like, that's where the pain really comes in is like, I failed to communicate. I just, I failed. I failed at that. And I mean, it's a great learning experience for me. And I, I look back at all my studies and my work and communication and I'm like, oh, Bailey, 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 Bailey. But we're just going to move on. You know, um, it is hard sometimes to have growth in our industry. Uh, whiteness in our industry predominates. And because our industry is in this constant stage of turnover with new brands and new parents and new people emerging, I, I think it really prevents us and having some really healthy growth. And hopefully we can move forward as an industry and find some better, stronger ways to advocate and talk about the possibility of cloth diapering. Um, and that's kind of where I want to take the show in the future. So when I look to the future of the Cloth Diaper Podcast, I am going to get out all these shows. And then I want to be an industry critic. You know, I want to be having these harder conversations. I want to be providing these education and business opportunities. And I want to talk about, I want to talk about different things. I want to talk about kind of this nitty gritty industry struggles in new and different ways in the way that we can think and reflect on ourselves and find opportunity for growth because it's been 10 years of the cloth paper industry doing the same stuff over and over again without much change. So I want to reflect on that. I want to find a way that we can move forward. And now that I have my own business that provides me with some financial stability, because being a cloth paper content creator is not uh, financially stable. It's not like other influencer positions where you have opportunities to earn income. The business can support me in achieving that. And the business allows me to do some more work locally. The business allows me to have stronger revenue streams, stronger expense streams, and kind of achieve what I want to achieve in that world while also achieving what I want to achieve in the other world. I feel like I said the word achieve a lot. So my first four months of owning Nest and Sprout is over. We're paying the big bills now. We're paying the big loans. We've got the employees. We're finding some steady growth. And it's giving me the opportunity to focus on, okay, now where do I want to take the Cloth Hyper Podcast? Where do I want to take Nest and Sprout? How do the two work together? And what can I do to achieve greatness in this industry? I do want to continue the Cloud Diaper Network, the association, and building kind of this legacy of connection and community. I am worried, though, that I have severed a lot of that connection and community. I don't have a lot of trust right now. I feel in spring 2022, there was a lot of gossip and rumors and distrust a lot about me. And so... Um, that's hard. 
it's hard to be in an industry where you're always looking over your back, where you're always wondering if somebody doesn't believe you. Um, and if what you say comes off wrong and those are always going to be things that happen in any industry, in any space, but we have to admit to a certain degree that it is worse in the cloth diaper industry, that there are people out there who look and feel malicious and that they without a doubt would tear you down in an instant. And that's kind of how I feel about this. Um, right now, I, I feel like I am at a point where it, I've created enemies and when you create enemies in this industry, they will tear you down. And so this is not healthy. This is not how our industry should be. We shouldn't be at this point where you become so fearful of doing something because you could lose it all. And so we have to evaluate that. If that is how people come to feel in our industry, we will never find forward growth. And why do we allow this to happen? Why do we allow these spaces to exist where we talk crap about people? The only that, like, something I had to learn a couple of years ago in my friend group, I, I had a large group of friends and I actually lost a lot of them during the pandemic because it turns out that a lot of them were talking crap about me in other groups. Um, and it got to the point where, you know, like I realized that everybody low key hated me. So why was I still trying to organize events and participate in a space where people didn't like me? So now I have a very small friend group and something that we have promised to each other is that we don't talk smack about other people. We only talk about ourselves and our experiences and our feelings. But we, anytime we start talking about somebody else, we say, hey, that's not appropriate. Char, we're not going to talk about so-and-so. We only talk about us and our experiences because this gossiping and this like secondhand information, <clears throat> it's not healthy. It wasn't healthy to us as people and it wasn't healthy to the dynamic of our relationship. And so I think the cloth diaper industry needs, needs to do a little of that growth and it's hard, you know, because we're constantly having new parents and new brands, but we have to think, is this conversation valuable? Is this conversation important? Like, yes, we need to have space to grow as an industry and be like, hey, this brand did this and it's not really appropriate. But we also need to recognize when gossiping is tattletaling and gossiping and bullying and when it's healthy and effective. And so, I don't know. I I have moments of of doubt right now and I I will work through it. So today I have a day off. I have finished recording the next show, which is going to be with Taya. It's about daycare and I will work on editing and updating all of the future shows. If you'd like to support me and my business and you're Canadian, visit nestandsprout.ca. We're a maternity, breastfeeding, baby store. I sell all sorts of things. I ship across Canada and the United States. If you're a newsletter member, I am going to send out a quick little promo code 
Um, it's one of the best ways that you can support the cloth diaper podcast right now. You can get my book there. You can shop kinder cloth diapers, little helpers, Luna Pekka and Lumi. And, uh, every, I mean, I want you to still shop though with all the amazing retailers, shop local, find that cloth diaper brand, find that retailer that you love and appreciate. Go spend your money with them. Happy Behinds is doing amazing things in the United States, representing so many amazing brands. Like, oh my gosh, one day I want to chat with her on the show because I think she's doing great things and I want to be like her. And then Stephanie at Cloth Diaper Kids in Canada has a fantastic selection of brands. I am here not to compete with anybody else in this industry. I don't want to compete with other baby stores. I don't want to compete with Lagoon Baby. I don't want to compete with Little Monkey. I don't want to compete with Little Footprints. I want to be an option for people. And I want you to shop with people who share your same values, who share the same quality that you share, the same value, like all those things. And I serve my local community. We have a brick and mortar here. We're located at Pine Center Mall in Prince George, British Columbia. So if you are local to me, come visit us. Come shop with me at Pine Center Mall. I would love that. If you're not local, you can shop with me online. But more than anything, I want you to shop local. So find that little baby store in your community. Go love on them because they want it, they need it, and they need it, they need it. It's like competing with Amazon. I mean, we're not competing with Amazon. Amazon is a whole other world, but um, we're trying our best. Anyways, um, visit clothiperpodcast.com for more information. You can find me on social media. The best way to get a hold of me these days is to send me an email, and uh, I will see you online. Until next time.